welcome to Transforming Minds, Transforming Lives, a podcast series of RCCG Living Spring Pittsburgh. Stay tuned for our senior pastor, Boyga Esson. The Daniel generation, we are going to be running through the series over three Sundays because God wants every child of his to be a Daniel. The Daniel you read about in Daniel is a model, is God's plan that everyone again child will be a Daniel in this world. And because this world needs many Daniels, this world needs people that will represent God well, this world needs people that will actually show people, convince people that God exists. Daniel chapter 1 and verse 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shema to the house of his God, and he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. Verse 3, Then the king instructed Ashphenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge, quick to understand, have ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them, so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. Now from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Ananiah, Michelle, Azariah. To them the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name Betsheshasha, to Ananiah, Shadrach, to Messiah, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the children of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Uh, let's go over to verse 17. As for these young men, as for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom, and Daniel and understanding all visions and dreams. Now, at the end of the days, when the king had said they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Then the king interviewed them, and among them all, none was found like Daniel, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore, they served before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. Thus, Daniel continued until the first year of King Cyrus. Daniel was a boy. He was actually a teenager. He was very young when he was brought from Jerusalem to Babylon. And the strategy of Nebuchadnezzar those days was to go into a country, a territory, and get the best of the best. Bring them over to Babylon, train them in the way of the Babylonians, to indoctrinate them. He will change their diet, change their language. He will make them to learn the language of the Babylonians. It will change their culture, total overhaul. That was his plan, that was his strategy. And of course, they were over time going to also attain to high positions, just to be able to build his own kingdom. This was Nebuchadnezzar's strategy. So when this young man came to Babylon, he was a young boy, and they were training them, schooling them. But even as a young man, he purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. The meal, the food of the Babylonians, many times were dedicated to idols. And this Daniel knew and said, yes, I will not partake of this meal. And somehow he was able to convince the chief of staff 
in the palace that don't worry, I will be okay, I will not look famished, but please just spare me. And guess what? He was eating vegetables and drinking water. So even though he was in Babylon, somehow he was untainted by Babylon. So the Danish generations are people that, yes, they're in this world, but they're not of this world. This young man, somehow, he was young, but he was able to maintain his heritage. You see, when people go to a new place that nobody knows them, many times they just want to be free. It happened to me big time. I was 17 or thereabouts when I left home for pre-college, and my father, who was actually very strict, had just died. So it was freedom galore. Ah! I entered into school. I began to learn new things, new habits, new destructive habits. So when people leave a place and they go to a new place, there's a very strong temptation to begin to imbibe the culture of that place. But somehow this young man, he knew where God was taking him to. He was young and he proposed in his heart that he would not defy himself with the kingsmith. You see, maturity is not a function of age. Particularly spiritual maturity is not a function of age. So that's the story of Daniel in a nutshell. And the Bible says God gave him wisdom. As a matter of fact, Nebuchadnezzar will go into kingdoms and they will pick the best. I mean, you can see their resume there. Guys who are perfect, who are good-looking, gifted in wisdom, possessing knowledge, quick to understand, intelligent, very high intellect, had the ability to serve, that he might teach them the language and the literature of the church. So he will pick the best. And these were actually the best, part of the best in Jerusalem. Who are the Daniel generation? The first thing I have here is that the Daniel generation is a generation that knows God and will not forget their heritage, and that's very key. In Daniel chapter 11, verse 32b, the same Daniel wrote that those that know their God will be strong and they will do exploits. There are three kinds of knowledge of God that you should have. You have the head knowledge of God that doesn't really benefit you anything. People just know, yes, there's a God there. They know the Bible. They know the scriptures. It's okay. It's good. But you have the heart knowledge. Until Christ comes to your heart, you don't have a heart knowledge. You must be born again by the water and by the spirit. You must be born again. You must be born from on high to actually have a heart knowledge of God. We reach God through our hearts. There's also an experiential knowledge of God that through experience, you can always tell this is how God will turn out. This is how God would work on my behalf. Because David had experiential knowledge of God, that was why he was courageous to handle Goliath. He had killed the lion, he had killed the bear, and now Goliath was staring him in the face, and he was ready to take him on. So everything that has happened in your life is for a purpose. Even your mistakes, your slips, your foibles, God can use it all. So your experiences, particularly the good ones, don't throw them into the trash can. Anytime you're in a fix, you're at a crossroad, always remember what God has done in the past. That's one way to know God. So the experiential knowledge, the head knowledge, the heart knowledge, the one that matters most is the heart knowledge. So these guys, those that know they are God, they will be strong and they will do exploits. And because Daniel knew God, he was able to weather the storm. He was stable in an unstable world. The word of God has so much been ingrained in him that he was unmovable. Is my prayer God's word will be ingrained in you that you become unmovable as a result in the mighty name of Jesus. This boy didn't forget his heritage. You know, those days when we were going to school, my mom would tell me, don't forget the son of who you are. Don't follow bad gang. And don't forget the son and daughter of who you are. And also make both to tell you, don't forget the son of who you are. And don't forget the daughter of who you are. 
So the Daniel generation are those that know God and they don't forget their heritage. Another thing about the Daniel generation is that they are a chosen generation. Nebuchadnezzar went to Israel and they picked some people. The Bible says even before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew you. So you are no mistake at all. The Bible says before you were formed, God knew you. He said you are a chosen generation. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 to 10. He said you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Say you are peculiar. God has called you out of darkness to his own marvelous light. Everything you see there, chosen generation. That's Daniel. He was chosen, he was picked out from the lot. Royal priesthood. As a matter of fact, he came from a royal stock. He came from the line of David. And of course, he's also very spiritual. He was praying three times a day. He's also a holy nation. He purposed in his heart not to defile himself. He's also peculiar. So you are peculiar, you are a holy nation. The Bible says even before the world began, God had called you to be holy. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 says even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in him to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. In other words, God adopted us. We are now his own heritage. We are now his own children, sons and daughters. That's who we are. We are chosen. Before the world began, he had you in mind. He called you. I would say for those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ. So those that he foreknew, he called. Those that he called, he justified. And those that he justified, he will glorify. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 downwards. So in other words, you are not just an afterthought. You are in God's mind. And when you have this mentality, you will do life better. Because you are not a mistake. You must have esteem in yourself. You are an esteemed person. Whether anybody validates you or not, it doesn't matter. You have to learn to begin to validate yourself. Whether people hail you or not, it doesn't matter. You have to learn to hail and to validate yourself. You are not an ordinary person. He purchased you by his blood. He says you are his own peculiar person. He says engraving you on the palms of his hands. See, your words are continually before him. You matter to God. Because of you, God will do valiantly. That's who you are. And these are things that actually gives us confidence even to approach God more. Daniel generation, a generation endowed, gifted, specially crafted, anointed by God. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 1 verse 17, that for this young man, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel understanding all visions and dreams. So this young man, God gave him a strong intellect. He was divinely endowed. And much more than that, God also gave him a spiritual gift to dream and to interpret dreams. Endowed, specially crafted. He was crafted for his purpose. It was designed for his purpose. So when you see yourself manifesting gift, it's for a purpose. God will only demand in you what he has supplied in you. He will not demand from you what is not in you. So your giftings, your talents, they are pointers to your destiny. They are pointers to what you can become. Is a deliberate, purposeful, intentional God. So this guy was crafted so that he would go to Babylon and make God popular in Babylon. He was gifted. They were gifted. Four of them gifted. The Bible says God gave them skill. He gave them understanding in all literature. The Bible talking about Solomon. That God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding and vastness of hearts like the sand on the seashore. 
says, Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the men of the East and all the wisdom of Egypt. God gave Solomon vastness of heart. He gave him wisdom, understanding. And Solomon's wisdom excelled. That is who you are. Daniel generations are people who are crafted, endowed by God. You see, it may not appear to you who you are. Many times you don't even know who we are. But there are giftings you don't know about. You are too loaded within. Counsel in the heart of men is like deep waters. A man of understanding will draw it out. So God crafted these young men so that they will be great. They said in all matters of wisdom, they were found to be ten times better than the Babylonians, than their colleagues. And that is who you are. There's a depth in you. And God will, by his grace, help you to pull out that depth in the mighty name of Jesus. A new you will emerge. The old will go, and the new you will emerge in the mighty name of Jesus. David said, I have more understanding than all my teachers because I meditate upon the word of the Lord. If you can meditate more in the word of God, the Daniel in you will emerge. There's a Daniel inside of you. There's much more about you that you don't even know. There's a divine endowment, divine deposit in you. And I see you imagine, I see you getting better and better in the mighty name of Jesus. As you grow older, you get better still. You know, one thing about good wine is that when the wine is aging, that's when it tastes better. The fact that you are aging doesn't mean your brain will come down. No, 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 no. You have a sound mind. The older you become, the wiser you will be. The older you become, the more your intellect will become. In the mighty name of Jesus, there is no going down with you. You see, many times we believe God to kill our enemies. But I'm telling you now, believe God to give you more mental alertness. The enemies are taken care of. Don't worry yourself about them. But believe that a better you will come out. That a new you will emerge. That will astound your world. And that's who you are in the mighty name of Jesus. So these guys, they have divine ability. God packaged them for a purpose. He packaged them for their destiny. He packaged them for the assignment he had in mind for them. Daniel was mentally strong. He was also spiritually strong. And he was matching spirituality with intellectuality in the marketplace. As a matter of fact, he outlived three kings. He served three kings. By the time he was being thrown into the lion's den, he was in his 80s. He was in Babylon for 70 years, and he was relevant. He was in public service for 70 years. He remained relevant in public service. Because he was connected with heaven. He was contacting heaven regularly. Heaven was downloading into his spirit new ideas. A new he was imagined. A new you will imagine. And you will look back, you'll be amazed. And that will be your testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. Daniel generation are those who carry God and engage him actively in the marketplace. These people, they carry God. And they engage him actively in the marketplace. You know, many Christians, when they are going to work, they forget God. They hide their Bible under their shoes. No, not Daniels. They carry God about. Because they actually have the glory of God resident in them. And they carry God all about the place. In the marketplace, people know they are Christians. It's not just enough for them to know your good behavior. They have to know who your Lord is. Daniel carried God to the marketplace. They couldn't pin him down with any offense. They now said, you know how we can catch him. It is true, spare life. They were trying to catch him because they knew where he stood. They knew who he was. It's my prayer they will know where you stand. They will know who you are. 
in the mighty name of Jesus, three times a day was praying. He was able to match his great intellect with his spiritual life. He was able to tap into not just mental resources, not just physical resources, he was able to also tap into spiritual resources. Jesus said it's expedient for me to go away. Because if I do not go away, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But many Christians are just living life as orphans. They only go to the Holy Spirit to solve their spiritual problems. No! <laughs> the Holy Spirit is actually able to solve your mental problems, your academic problems. If you are in tune with the Holy Spirit, it will direct you. Let us begin to live a supernatural life. That is actually what God has ordained for us. Today, a new you will emerge. The ability to hear God comes upon you. The ability to know what to do per time comes upon you. The ability never to be stuck academically, mentally, career-wise, in the marketplace, that grace comes upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. Who are the Daniels? The Daniels are the uncompromising generation. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 that Daniel purposed. He determined never to defile himself. He was strong in his convictions. He was strong in his persuasions that he wasn't going to defile himself with the kingsmiths. And in Daniel chapter 6 verse 4, Daniel chapter 6 verse 4, so the governors, the satraps, sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no charge of fault against him because he was faithful. There was no error or fault found in him. Then this man said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. This guy was spotless in a corrupt world. <laughs> Think about that. They tried to nab him. There was no offense. His books were sparkling clean. He would never say the wrong thing. This guy was just on point. He was just on point. The only thing they could catch him with was with his God. The Bible says the grace of God has come to us. That grace is to teach us to say no to unrighteous living and to say yes and to live soberly, righteously in this world as we wait for the Almighty God. In other words, there is a capacity in us to live holy. Any Christian is not living holy is just a choice. Not that he is not able to. Because every resource has been given to you to live holy. A few years back, when my son was entering Penn State, we went there on visit. They were just telling us all the resources that were available. He had access to his lecturers, had access to his faculty. Everything was provided for. But it's not left to the student to now avail themselves of it or not. In other words, as a new student, you have a challenge. There is answer for every challenge. And that's how we ask Christians. There is answer for every challenge. And the ability to live only is being given to you. Bible says we are seeing abound, grace also superabounds. The darkness of this world, they know how to tap into God's grace and to walk in the path of righteousness by his grace. They don't depend on their own strength because they know they have no strength of their own. But they've known how to pray. Because in prayer, you're actually exchanging your weakness for his strength. They have known how to fortify their spirit man through meditation. They have known how to prepare before going out to the marketplace. They have known how to say no. Because the closer you get to God, the more easy it becomes to say no to temptations. Oh, the closer you are to God, the more easy it becomes to change form. Bible says, don't be conformed to this world. Don't let this world fit you into its mold, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the darkness of this world, they know how to run from temptation. This guy was spotless. He was impeccable. And it's my prayer, you will not compromise. And maybe you have been compromising before now. New grace is coming upon you. 
they want to curb the cravings and the appetites of the flesh in the mighty name of Jesus. You will know how to employ the Holy Spirit. You will know how to tap into the grace of God, even to curb the cravings of the flesh in Jesus' mighty name. The Daniel generations are those that do exploits. They have exemplary conduct, and because they do exploits, they are highly recommended. This young man called Daniel was highly recommended. Daniel chapter 5, verse 12. In as much as an excellent spirit, knowledge, understanding, interpreting dreams, solving riddles, explaining enigmas, were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar, now let Daniel be called and he will give the interpretation. It was a queen here that was recommending Daniel to the king. Belteshazzar was the son of Nebuchadnezzar who took over from Nebuchadnezzar. And he was so drunk one day, he now went to get the vessels, the cups and the golden vessels that his father took from the temple in Jerusalem and brought to Babylon and began to drink wine with it. Only vessels that they took from the temple in Jerusalem. So he was so drunk, he was just misbehaving. He had everybody drink from vessels from the temple in Jerusalem. And suddenly he just saw a finger on the wall, write something on the wall. And they began to panic. And they were looking for solution, looking for somebody to solve the problem. And the queen told him, don't worry. I know somebody that will help you. Just like he was recommended, David was also recommended to begin to play for Saul. Daniel generations, because of the exploits, because of who they are, they cannot be stuck. 70 years, he served three kings. He was always being recommended, always being promoted. That is who you are. That's God's plan. You are never to get stuck. The path of the just is like the shining light that shines brighter and brighter onto the glorious day. It was the queen here that was recommending Daniel. And you can see her recommendation. He said he has an excellent spirit. He has knowledge, understanding, interpreting dreams, solving riddles, explaining enigmas. He had already gotten the job. There are some commendations that already automatically just take you in. It's my prayer you'll be highly recommended. A new you will emerge. And people will see the glory of God upon your life, the beauty of God, and they will recommend you. Thank you for listening. And make sure you subscribe for more great podcasts.